Welcome to the Coached Success Podcast. This podcast is aimed at connecting you with the ways top performers think about challenges so that you can adapt your thinking accordingly and live your version of ultra extraordinary. So today on the call, we have Ashley, Ashley Smith, all the way from Mitchell's Plain, Cape Town, a long distance runner. Ashley, how are you doing? I'm well, and yourself, Kyle? I'm excellent. I'm excellent. Thanks for being on the call and sharing your journey with us. Yep. Like, I feel like this is a, a platform for me to share my story and to do God's work, you know? So when Amazing. opportunities like this present itself, we'll grab it with both hands. I love that. I love the fact that you said, you know, when opportunities come, um, you jump for it. You don't wait or hesitate. And that's awesome. That's awesome perspective to have. Um, tell me, so before we get into your background, who Ashley is, tell me a bit about that. Where do you think that stems from? Have you always thought about opportunities like that? Um, and was there any time in your life where you were a bit hesitant to accept any opportunities that do come knocking? Or a bit scared? No, like I always felt, I was never scared of anything like, you know, if you grow up in the wood, mm-hmm. I feel like you're very fearless of what you do or what you approach because that's how I feel. I'm not sure of other people's mindsets or how they are, but I always felt like everything I go through, there's a reason that's preparing me for what's it. Like there's a Bible verse, James 1, 2 to 4. It says, when you encounter various trials, you should find, find joy in it because it's preparing you. So that's something I always like built or work or focused on, like in terms when things get tough, in terms of my goals, like studies, running, whatever the case may be. Awesome answer. And I like the fact that you mentioned there that, you know, when things get tough, you focus on what is going to come. How is this preparing me for what is to come? And like you said, growing up in the hood gives you a different perspective because in order to yeah. to overcome the hood, in order to be, to 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 go beyond the hood, you have to be able to be resilient, really tough, um, so that you can use that same mindset in in any area of your life, okay? So Ashley, before we go on, do you wanna tell us who is Ashley Smith? I'm Ashley Smith, like I'm a student athlete at the University of Western Cape, a born again Christian, and like you mentioned earlier, a runner. Like, like I feel like I don't have much to give or to offer, so I'm using just the running as a platform for to give God the necessary glory and to create opportunities for myself because you know like there's so much opportunities out there like if it wasn't for running or for God I wasn't going to get like traveling the world or go where like you know we come from Mitchell's plane most people don't travel but the fact that God gave blessed me with running talents God knew all along that he was going to use me for his glory through running I like that. I like that you're using um, running as a way to actually praise God. Um, yeah. Tell me a bit about, obviously, like you said, that running is, it has been a tool for you to explore more than um, what most people get to explore because it, ex- it exposes you to different experiences and opportunities. Yep. Tell me a bit about, you know, running as a tool. When did you start realizing that running can actually be a tool to help open opportunities for you i think it was i, I off the school actually because let me think round up 
this is how it basically started. I wasn't the most talented runner. I only mm-hmm. won my first race grade 10. I won my first VB title grade 12. Then 2015, I finished fourth at essays. And I didn't like the manner in which I finished fourth. And being the person that I am, like stubborn, very competitive, I knew that I had to come back to the drawing board. Because like I, that was, 2015 was supposed to be my last year of running. Mm-hmm. But the fact that I wasn't happy with finishing fourth at SA's, SA Juniors, I told myself, I'm going to give myself one more year. Then I, I basically sacrificed the whole of winter. I trained real hard. And then 2016, I ran pretty decent. And then round about end of 2015, beginning of 2016, 10 opportunities of me studying in America presented itself. Then I knew there's a reason why I'm still running. And that's when I knew, now this is something I need to do. Okay, nice. And where do you think that, that first of all, that spirit to persevere came from? Um, because obviously you said that initially um, you, only, you only won your first run in grade 10. Um, where do you think that, because yes, you can win and then say, ah, oh, that's it. Where do you think that, that yeah. spirit of persevering, like when you came forth, um, you were like, you know what, I can do better. And I'm going to sacrifice and put in the time to actually become better. Where do you think it came from? Like, I feel my dad plays a big, he played a big part in that because he always told us like, there's always room for improvement. And he always told, he always told me that I'm only as good as my last race. And like, I didn't want to be remembered as someone who finished fourth. So I would say, I would give credit to my dad for also implementing like the necessary models and values when it comes to running or whatever your goals on another track might be. Yeah, I like that saying, you're only as good as your your last race. And I mean, we can apply that to any single thing in life Um, because many times, you know, we achieve something in our personal life, in our career, um, and then we're so happy drowning the success of our past achievement, not realizing that this was only a stepping stone. It meant that there is possibilities for you, but you need to put your head down and keep going and unlock the other opportunities that do exist. Um, actually, tell me a bit about sacrifices, because like you said, they, you obviously had a strong role model, a father who could tell you that, you know what, you can do better and who believe yeah. you. And obviously this is really important because many people don't have that, okay? But tell me a bit about um, sacrifices, because you mentioned that you sacrificed the entire winter just going hard, going hard, training. Tell me yeah. a bit about your relationship with sacrifices. When was the first time you needed to really sacrifice and how do you build the momentum during the hard times when you are sacrificing? It actually started long ago for me because I left the house when I was 13 years old. I stayed on hostel. So the fact that I took that step at 13 years old already to go stay on hostel is already something that's scary on its own because like you're 13 years old, you're you're going through the you're still going through that growth phase, the puberty, you're still finding yourself. So if, I feel like everything I've gone through is preparing me for something. Because like as a 13-year-old, you stay on a hostel, you're training already training twice a day. You have to wake up at six, you know, like 5 30 because you're training at six. After school, you have to train again. So everything I went through it basically prepared me and allowed me to make sacrifices easy. Like, like for some people it might be hard, but for me, it has been in a system of training whatever it's normal for me like i don't see sacrifice can mean something different to anyone to everyone but for me i'm, bas- I'm basically just in the system wake up at 5 30 or at 5 go run at 6 come home focus on class etc 
go back to training four or five in the afternoon. So I'm in that system already. I know there's times I don't make much time for my friends, but luckily God gives me with friends that understand what I need to do to achieve my goals. Yeah, and that's the thing is, you know, true friends will understand that there is there's a dream that you need to realize, a goal that you need to realize, and they'll give you the space in the room, and they'll always be there. Yeah. But you mentioned something really powerful there, the fact that, you know, you're in the system, you're in the routine, so it's easier for you, okay? And many people don't realize when you think about waking up early or going for that long run and or training twice a day, um, consecutive days, whether it's five, seven days a week, it sounds crazy, but... Once you are in the routine, it becomes easy. It's harder for you not to do that than to yeah. do it. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. go ahead. The, like, for me, the fact that I'm, like I said, I'm in the routine, in the system of waking at 5 or 5.30 to go at train at 6. If I don't do that, then my day feels incomplete. Because like I said, like you mentioned, and like I said, I'm in the system of things already. So for me to have my, for, my, for me to feel that my day is complete, I have to do that wake up at 5.30 or at 5 and go train at 6 for me to feel that my day is complete or productive. Yeah, and that, once again, is really powerful because, like you said, you know that it's simply just a process. It's a process of setting up a system. The routine is a system, a set of habits that you do day in and day out. It becomes easier. Um, You don't even have to really think about it consciously, but it actually builds. That's the momentum you need to keep moving forward. And the people listening can can apply this to their own life. Whatever it is that you want out of life, it's simply about identifying how do I get there? What are the skills? What are the habits that I need to instill in my in my daily routine? What is the type of system that I have to create? And initially it might be difficult, but once that momentum starts building up, it's just a matter of time until you reach the next step. And that is all that you need to do, moving towards what you want. And that's how you win. Okay, so I love habits. Okay, I love the fact that you mentioned there um, that habits are really powerful. Tell me a bit about how do you manage when you are no- knocked out of routine? Because I mean, I'm sure it happens whether it is you have to travel or uh, I'm not sure if you suffer from an injury or anything, but like there has to be times where, you know, perhaps you're a little bit out of the system. How do you bounce back as quick as possible? I feel like it's also, I'm someone that adapts very quick. So if I'm, like you mentioned, I'm out of the routine or out of the system in terms of traveling, or surprisingly, I didn't face any major injuries in my running career so far. So I'm grateful for God for being with me every step of the way. But in terms of traveling, um, like I know the traveling aspect of things, it comes with the sport. So it doesn't throw me that much off because I'm traveling for something I work towards. So, you know, you're in the system, in the routine, you're training, 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 but you're obviously working towards something. So for me to not follow that routine due to maybe traveling to a race or I'm racing that day, it doesn't throw me that much off because while you're in the routine, you're mentally preparing yourself already for, okay, I'm going to travel that day, I'm going to race that day, or whatever the case may be. So it doesn't throw me that much off or it doesn't throw me at all off. Okay. And tell me, how do you actually get better how do you work towards getting better because obviously reaching a certain level it's easy to you know become complacent in a sense um speak to me a bit about the process because even as even your, your normal system yes you have a routine um whether it is running in the morning running in the evening and you might run for time but how do you constantly ensure that you giving your all you go in way beyond what you did the day before how do you ensure that 
like I'm someone who doesn't get carried away with what I do at training or what I achieve at races. That's just me because I'm a firm believer there's always room for improvement. And the fact, like my old coach always used to tell me if I limit, like, you know, if you, if you get complacent, it's basically you limiting yourself because now you're happy with what you achieve. But my old coach always used to tell me that if you limit yourself, you limit God and we can't limit God, you know, because at the end of the day, that's the Alpha and Omega. Like the way make a miracle worker. So the fact that I don't get carried away with whatever I achieve was basically just because of that statement. And there's times, many occasions, I win. I most of the time win. So there's times even when I win that I'm not happy. I would rather prefer losing and running a personal pace or a faster time than winning and not running fast. Because at the end of the day, it's a running. It's all about improvement, improvement, improvement. Like you can win, but 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 if there's no improvement, then what's the use? Mm-hmm. So I'm not someone who get carried carried away with what I achieve. Okay. Like because I know there's always room for improvement. Speaking about that, like obviously um, winning and celebrating, um, how do you actually manage that? Because obviously it sounds that you, like you, you know there's a bigger goal, a bigger purpose that you're yeah. following. But how do you maintain the balance where you still allow yourself to enjoy the little celebrations along, along the way? Um, because I do believe life is a journey. So yeah. like you mentioned there that obviously um, you, might be, you might win the race, but you didn't beat your, your previous time. Do you want to speak a bit about that? I actually came in trouble for this um, like a week or two weeks back because like I was the first Western province athlete since 1997 to run a three mile, which is basically a sub four minute mile. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I'm not complacent. So my, my coach, my current coach, Ruben Ramulefi, he kind of told me that I need to embrace that because like it's not something that is achieved much. Like it's only 11 South Africans that achieved that since wow. 2000. So the fact that I didn't celebrate it, I kind of came in trouble for that. But like, yeah, getting to the point, how do I, like, I would celebrate basically just for that moment on the track, for that hour that I'm there on the track, whatever. Mm-hmm. But when I wake up the next day and I know already it's back to the drawing board now, mm-hmm. I have to put in the work. And like I also said, I, I don't get carried away much because I know there's always room for improvement. But sometimes mm-hmm. I come in trouble for not embracing the things that I achieve along the way. Okay. Um, and I, I like what you're saying there that you obviously, you, you kind of so in the system that, you know, listen, all your, your number one goal is to improve and that's all that yeah. you want to do. So yes, you can celebrate for an hour, but then it's back to the drawing board. It's back to doing yep. the most important thing, which is improving, improving your running yeah. time. Do you want to tell us a bit you about your, 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 your best time currently? Oh, like for the mile, Okay, for the 1,500 meters, I run 3.39.63. Wow. And then for the mile is 3.58.6. I'm not sure, also 6-something. And then for my main event, the, the steeplechase, it's 8.33, which I'm in the process of preparing for the Olympics. Wow. Like, like I also understand, like, like, remember I mentioned now a few minutes back that my coach said that I need to celebrate the things. But... The thing that people don't understand, like I always think God allowed me to choose the hard way out because I had to be in America for five years. I was just there for one year. Mm-hmm. I got so much opportunities to return to and go and study and run there. I, I got so much opportunities from universities, Joburg, like, you know, up north. However, 
I decided I want to achieve my goals from Mitchell's plane. God okay. put me here for a reason. So God wanted me to inspire from home. Because like you in the hood, people are starting to see you in newspapers, TVs, radio interviews, whatever the case may be. You see, so the fact that I chose the hard way out, I feel like God is using me to inspire more because that is stuff we need in our community. You see, mm-hmm. like you coming from, a, from the ghetto, not much hope. Now for them to see me going to train every day, go jog, I, I'm training on the field here. Like I, I only go and train at the track. I'm mostly training at the field here close to my house. So for them to see this guy is going to use, he, he's making use of what they have. He's not making excuses. Mm-hmm. And for them to have access to me, for them to talk to me, and for them to like, for me, like to give them advice, I feel like that's the God's way of using me. Because like I said, I chose the hard way out. I could have, I could have achieved things maybe two years ago that I'm achieving now. Yeah. But like at the end of the day, God works things for our good. So I feel like God wanted me, and this is God's plan that, that I chose the hard way out because he knew I would inspire more people if I was home. And if I was in Choburg or was still in America or whatever the case may be, get what I'm saying. I completely understand. Um, and on speaking about obviously choosing the hard way out, speak a bit about, you know, um, hardships and what are some of the most challenging things that you had to overcome along your journey? Like, I don't see like anything that I went through as hard because like I said in the beginning, James 1, 2 to 4, you have to find joy in joy in when you're facing trials because it's preparing you. And the fact that my dad was always there, supportive, pushing my sister and I, I don't think I faced much. Like, yeah, we're exposed to gangsterism, mm-hmm. we're exposed to drugs and all those things in the area. But at the end of the day, I feel like support plays a vital role. And the fact that my dad was very supportive, yeah, at times, it gave a tough love when you need it. Like, you know, at times you need that tough love. When it was needed, gave it. So I'm just grateful that my dad has been there. Like, like I said, he gave, he gave the necessary tough love all because he meant good, you know? So I don't see a problem with what... I, I don't think I faced much troubles, even though I'm exposed to gangsterism, drugs, and all those things. Mm-hmm. Wow, you really have an incredible mindset. And you know why I say that? It's obviously your perspective that you take. You always yeah. see how it's serving you and how it's it's also aligning with what you need to do, whether it is, like you say, your purpose to show people on the Cape Flats, um, on the grassroots, that it is possible that what I'm doing, you can do as well. Um, so well done on that. Because obviously many people don't perceive the situation like that, you understand? But it takes it takes a empowered mindset to actually see whether it's the gun the gun violence or the crime or the substance abuse or many of your friends making bad decisions to actually say, you know what, this is all needed. This is all I need to actually go to the next level. Um, so well done on that on that type of perspective taking that you have. And then you mentioned that at a young age you went to a boarding school at 13. Right? Yeah, at 13. Tell me a bit about that. Moving I honestly didn't home. like mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it. <laughs> but like I said, it prepared me for everything I'm going through. Everything you go through prepares you for something. Because look, the fact that I was already from home since a young age. So for me to go travel or be away from home for three months 
traveling, racing, whatever the case, it's not hard. So the fact that I had to go through that since a young age already, it basically just prepared me for what, for what I went through or, you know, what I need to go through. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, sometimes when you, as a person, we tend to allow our emotions to get the best of us because we must home and all those things. But like I said, I had to go through that already since a young age. So for me, even though I didn't like it, I got used to it eventually. And and that's something many of us under underestimate the power of, you know, hardships, challenges, because yeah. facing something like that, allowing yourself to grow through it, to realize that it's actually, it's actually been something that's been powerful on your journey, that has actually allowed you to refine how you see yourself, because you had to go through that hardship, through that pain. And now you're a better person, because now you're able to face other challenges that you might compare to that and be like, wow. It's, it's nothing compared to what I faced when I needed, needed to leave home at the age of 13. And there's so many of us who've faced incredible difficulties, but we don't realize that, or we forget about that. We throw it in the past, not trying to use that same momentum to go through the next challenge, the next wall that's coming up. So really amazing, Ashley. Ashley, and then you mentioned you are at UWC right now. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Okay. So how do you manage running and or your training and studying? And what are you studying? I... I... I'm firstly I'm doing BA Bachelor of Arts. I have a triple major, English, mm-hmm. politics, and history. Okay. Um, but the fact that it's online now, I'm so grateful because when class was, you have to attend physically. It was actually really hard because then I had to I had to literally wake up the okay, wake up the usual time, go to training. I trained before class, I had to train before class and be on campus, hold and train again. It was very tiring. But the fact now that the class is online. I find it so much fun because it's accommodating for not like for my running, etc. Whereas the when I had to attend physical class, it didn't accommodate me that much because most of the time I basically had to teach myself as well because mm-hmm. I had to travel and all those things while I had class. But now that it's online, I am enjoying it because it's online. I don't have to go to campus, stay all day on campus. I can, I'm just basically at home or wherever I find myself and I can do my online classes, submit my assignments or whatever is required for me to pass the module or class. Okay, that's really amazing that obviously it's working in, in your favor right yeah, now. Yeah, in my favor. Yeah. And then, so you mentioned um, that you, your, next, your eyes on the Olympics next. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Okay. And um, what, what is the impact that you would love to make in the world or see in the world using sport or running as your tool? Obviously for God's glory, sir. Mm-hmm. Like I want, I want people to not see me as a runner, but as someone that loves God, someone that is fueled by God. Like if I can do God's work through running by all means. So that's why I approach races, even though I know there's always room for improvement. I always like now the last, let's say the last seven or eight races that I ran, I, I approached with the mentality of, I was just praying for God's perfect will to be done. So my confidence, mm-hmm. even though I have confidence in myself, I didn't have confidence. Like now I didn't rely on my confidence. I relied on God's perfect will to be done. So that's basically me just having confidence in what God is going to do or will do for me. So if I can use running for God's glory, by all means. So that's my story. Like this runner is fueled by God. Like, you know, as if people watch you, they will be like, yo, I want to be like that guy. So if people see, oh, this is a God-fearing guy. This guy loves God. 
is, is going to basically be planting a seed in their life. Mm-hmm. A seed that might later on manifest. So that will result in them also being saved or giving their heart to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amazing, really amazing. What an amazing testimony and what an amazing journey that you've been on. And yes, I would sir. just love to wish you all the best for the future. And I'll be I'll be on the side just rooting for you. All right, Ashley? Thank you, sir. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on the call with us and share your journey with us. Where can, You're welcome, sir. Where, where, can, where can people find you online? Ashley Blokey Smith on Facebook and Blokey Funny Plane on Instagram. Perfect. Definitely get in touch with you. Thank you, Ashley. Thank you, sir. Keep well. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. This is a weekly podcast. So tune in every Monday to get your dose of inspiration that will help guide you in designing your version of an extraordinary life. This is Kyle Daniels, wishing you an amazing day. Stay winning.